0: All right, let's do it. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me, his favorite horse from the Saddle Club TV show is Pepper. It's Nick Bassett. Welcome, Nick.
1: Another one I don't get, but you haven't missed a beat. Lovely intro, mate.
0: Thank you. How have you been, sir? Let's just play play this this whole scenario. We haven't been talking for like the last hour and a half before hitting the record button. It's been a while. (laughs) It's Uh, been a while.
1: We've been super busy. Um, Sorry we haven't been around, but yeah, I've had two months of craziness and uh, looking at a thousand print files a day, um, give or take, you know. Um, Many designs, many looking at print files and and test prints and oh my god so I'm back for a week and then next week off to laser tag nationals so
0: yeah and um yeah I honestly I don't even know whether we'll have an episode next week um but yeah it's (laughs) just it's just a mess at the moment for all of our lives but um yeah yeah I uh we we intended to probably take what take two three weeks off and it kind of exploded out to I think this is about (laughs) week yeah I think we're at week seven now that we haven't recorded um we have had a few
1: messages though saying where are you guys so glad to know that we're missed and people actually do look forward to hearing us gob off on a Monday morning
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah um and, and anything else yeah just just good to know that you know the community um if anything else just checking in you know not necessarily saying where's the show but just making sure that everything's all good um in hindsight we probably should have put something up but you know that's that's pretty much the reality of our lives at the moment is this show isn't just the 40 minutes or even sometimes two hours that the, <laughs> the recording is it's also you know that the prep work that goes in behind the scenes to actually get a a topic up and the the show notes and all of the the news articles kind of populated and,
1: uh, the editing
0: as well. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, when sometimes, you know, we're working 10 hour days, well, I know I've, I've been doing that a little bit and, you know, still trying to look after your family, spend time with your family and and keep fit and healthy. It definitely, um, you know, something's got to give. And unfortunately, um, the potties doesn't pay the bills <laughs> and it and it doesn't um yeah. So unfortunately that's the first thing to go. Well, anyway, it was.
1: Not so much unfortunately as well, but yeah, like we try to put out better stuff as we go, and that obviously requires more planning. So we could yeah. do the forty minutes a week and it would be shit house or
0: Or we can actually spend the time to research and actually write down our thoughts and, and do something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and have, have some, some actual beforehand decent decent topics rather than us just spewing out some opinions and you know saying them and forgetting them you know 20 minutes (laughs) later so yeah (laughs) yeah. um with all that said though um there has been a fair bit that has happened over the last uh seven weeks or so um and uh yeah so we've compiled probably Key items, there might be some things that we've missed there. Um, If we have, obviously, let us know um, and we'll include it in the next one. Uh, So maybe not Washington commanders. Maybe a change going on there. We're not too sure. But either way, there's some still some problems there, Washington football team. Uh, Dog Pound has its day. Monsters swear black and blue with their brand refresh. Talk of the town with Manchester and Arsenal's 23-24 kits. Commonwealth Youth Games Australian uniforms revealed. And our main topic for this episode is Team GB celebrate the everyday extraordinary. Um, If you would like to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you could try visiting our Instagram and see if those stories are there at Field of Design podcast Um, and look for the episode highlights reel. You can also view the source articles and referenced links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. And as always, you can get in touch with us through our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so let's kick off the news leg, Mr. Nick, uh, Washington Commanders might be forced to change their team name again. Uh, the process of rebranding Washington commanders took years. Now, a huge snag could pressure the team to rebrand once again. The commanders were denied their federal trademark application by the United States Patent and Trade Office, which could force the team's hand at either moving forward without trademark protection, which would be a death knell in terms of merchandising the USPTO, had concerns that granting the trademark would likely cause confusion with the Commander's Classic, the yearly college game between Army and Air Force. This is due to both organisations sharing the name Commander's and being involved in football. So that was in May, um, and just over the last week, uh, with the sale of the Commander's this month, Magic Johnson, a new partner of in the ownership group, said nothing is off the table when asked about revisiting the commander's name.
1: The saga continues, eh? Um, It's crazy how this stuff doesn't get sorted out before it all gets signed off and released, eh?
0: Right. I remember there was just this big concern about secrecy, right? They didn't want anyone to know about it. And then there was leaks. There was leaks of the team name, I think what via a helicopter flying by the head office of the Washington Football Club taking photos in the windows, and they could see core flute signage with commanders yeah. um print all on it. But you would have thought, you know, if they had the core flutes done, they were nearly ready to announce, surely, surely they would have had all of this stuff signed off.. Uh, but, you know, we, we know, we know the, the uh, enthusiasts and the snoops in Australia when they're looking for, you know, the Tasmanian AFL team, they're going to be looking at IP Australia and trademark, you know, for images and, and logos months, months and months out before, um, before a team's revealed. So I guess it's got to come down to the secrecy, you think?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I actually, think they've done like a pretty good job with both football team and commanders with logos and branding. Yep. Um so be interesting to see what they can do with a third round. What was the um the name red, we really liked? The red... red
0: red tails, I'm pretty sure it yeah, was. Yeah. Yep.
1: Ah, just you gotta do it. Just do it.
0: Yeah, and um I, we don't have the link in front of us too, but I think someone did up like a full mock-up presentation, you know, some some yeah, enthusiastic yeah. designer in the US and it just, they killed it. Just, you know, hand them 20K, it's going to be less than what you're going to pay, you know, a whole <laughs> branding um, organisation and, you know, they're going to get 20K out of it and off you go, you know. That
1: one, yeah, that one really caught the attention of all of us three, so.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, Sticking in the US for a bit longer, this is uh, from early June. Uh, the NHL All Stars logo and the NHL Winter Classic logos have been dropped. Uh, with regards to the All Stars logo, separate sponsors and logo lockup for the 2024 All Stars logo, with Honda the sponsor for the US and Rogers in Canada. Also included is a French Canadian logo in the mix. Um, and the Winter Classic, with symbolism to Seattle, the Winter Classic is another classic logo for the NHL archives. I, um, I'm i digging that Winter Classic logo. I think oh, it's man.
1: anything to do with Seattle and the Kraken. It's <laughs> so good. That's awesome. I
0: don't, don't know what's in the water over there other than a Kraken, but you know they're obviously killing it with uh, their design aesthetic at the moment. The, yeah. the compass, the rope, the, the colors you know it's it's all groovy it's all good
1: i love it and i actually quite like the the houston or the edmonton heritage classic logo as well they all mm-hmm. tower the edmonton oilers kind of football vibes there um those two are awesome i love that like u.s style i don't know what you call it old school shield logo yeah they are always way over the top and stupid compared to <laughs> all the modern minimalist like one letter logos but oh they're so cool
0: yeah i agree yeah it's just there's, there's that aesthetic there that you know is missing in a few you know other places in the world um here in included in that but uh you know i think we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to our main topic for today's episode too uh quick quick uh flow through some things here so uh, commonly popped up on this podcast, artist sherney Sutton uh, has designed the uh, car wrap for Alt Racing um, that I think performed in Townsville recently, I think. Uh, so another Indigenous design featured on the race cars, looking good, the, the black and yellow, really effective. Uh, as mentioned, check out the links. Um, we touched on this one a little while ago, a couple of episodes previous, the door Pound, the Cleveland Browns uh, supporters. Uh, what are they? Supporters area um, that went to online vote and that finally s- selected their winner. Um, not not the favorite actually. Um, so not the most highly voted by the fans but i guess most liked by the organization itself (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are your thoughts on the logo nick
1: your favorite conspiracy
0: yep um
1: yeah it wasn't i don't think it was the favorite one that we sort of picked out but it's i think it's along similar lines to what we'd sort of talked about at the time and it's aggressive uh all the line thicknesses are are pretty strong so um yes not a bad logo very bold,
0: yeah, uh, and pointed out uh, to us, or you know, came came via my desktop anyway. Thanks to the um, the group over in the US under consideration.com who's a, a great um, great resource for opinions and you know design trends and, and things that are that are happening in the design space, not just sport. Um, this kind of image, which I'll include, came up through my feed, highlighting some of the hidden. Elements included in the logo, such as the o- Ohio State on the dog's right ear, um, you know, quite obvious is the, the white stripe down the, the, the bridge of the nose of the, the dog logo there, the, the helmet along the top brow on the left hand side and the football in the nose along with some others. So I'm guessing that's probably what pushed it across the line was having those tie-ins um, to the team and the community
1: yeah for sure and again nice nice sort of logo for that fan zone. It doesn't really need to be on anything in small small applications or whatever, so um, you will true. get all that full detail um,
0: yeah that's that's actually true, yeah, whenever you see it, yeah. This is from mid-July, Classic Sport have picked up the New Zealand Super Rugby teams. So a separation from Adidas for the Super Rugby teams. Uh, Heritage jerseys, expanded product ranges and quick turnarounds are some of the features exciting. The five New Zealand Super Rugby clubs having signed a collective five-year agreement with Australasian (coughs) Apparel Brand Classic. The partnership will see each club expand their range and offer greater official and supporter apparel options for fans, including the potential of heritage or theme jerseys and a range of training and on-field items. Super Rugby New Zealand apparel will be available through the Super Rugby Club stores from 1st of December 23 with all major sporting good retailers also stocking the product. How do you feel about this resident Kiwi? oh,
1: um, well, as a professional, not happy because <laughs> it's, a, it's a rival, but, um, oh, look. Adidas had it for coming on 25 years. Um, I think their first year was 99. Um, they've done plenty of great designs for each team, but over the last five to 10 years, the, the ranges have really uh, narrowed. Off. And yeah, there's very limited sort of training range and and polos and hats and whatever. Um, a lot of it's kind of screen print tees that aren't official Adidas products and stuff. So, uh, look, if, if classics offering some more training range and special jerseys, that's going to be great. I know, yeah, Adidas haven't done more than a home and away for for most teams, <laughs> the whole twenty five year run. So some heritage jersey will be great. Like, yeah, seeing them get brought back,
0: you can really tell for for whatever reason. You know, there might be you know internal politics or you know you know flaking. You know. um relationships in the partnerships but you know putting putting that stuff aside you can really tell when a supplier starts to become disinterested kind of like you know the 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 range and the supply really kicks off to the bare basic minimum you're not getting getting that extra mile or extra value add type stuff so it's almost
1: you can tell it's almost like a nuisance to someone the size of adidas to have to do the little new zealand super rugby teams
0: yeah, yeah, um, and aren't they also making more of a? Pl- I mean, I could have this completely wrong. Are they making a, more of a play back into soccer at the moment? Like Adidas are losing the the soccer yeah, war.
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of slightly pulling out of rugby. I know they've left a few European teams. Um, I think the All Blacks will be the one they they fight to keep. Is <laughs> obviously it's a big enough world brand in, in sport, let alone just
0: rugby. To yeah, to I'm hold sure. On my- to. Money talks in that space. and <laughs> not going to yeah. give that one up.
1: Um, it's funny. I eh? seeing seeing some of the like clueless responses in New Zealand is, is so funny. Like comment sections and stuff. Like, oh, I hope there better not be that kangaroo on our jerseys from the logo, and like they don't know there's the Kiwi version. And oh, why can't we get a New Zealand company to do it? Surely there's people with the capability.
0: Do you think that's um, fair assessment?
1: Uh it's it's the same with the response to what we'll talk about next with the All Black jersey. Like people, I just don't think people understand how things work. And obviously, that's that's fair enough, right? Like I don't understand how someone else's industry works. But
0: just throwing out a comment, yeah. Social media has definitely just made it very easy for people just to make a comment and then,
1: yeah, there's people, as <laughs> people, people who don't know what they're talking about telling people.
0: I mean do their job I mean hell we, where we run a podcast where we just throw our opinions out too what am I, yeah, what yeah. am I talking about <laughs> I, had a, I heard
1: a I had a great joke from Bill Burr once about halftime interviews in the NFL mm-hmm. and it, it, he's like it's people who don't know what they're talking about interrupting people who know what they're doing like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah very true
1: um so yeah we'll see I bought the last Blues Adidas jersey. So I had to get that one. And we'll see if the quality of the classic ones is is up there.
0: Mm-hmm. On the All Blacks?
1: Yes, the All Blacks. They released their 2023 World Cup jersey as well. And that's again taken some more flack because it was done by a French designer. Sacre-be. So there's been a lot of whinging about, oh, why couldn't we get a Kiwi to do it and all this stuff. And you know, typical rugby fans, they whinge for years about not having the traditional rugby collar, and then they get one and they're like, oh, cool, this let's, let's let's go play golf in my black golf polo. So, what do you want? <laughs> do you want a collar or not? <laughs> oh, the comments have been infuriating. Um but I can agree the the graphic print isn't great, the the fern. Um there's hmm. f- supposedly 14 ferns though, all in one line swirling line they all connect and then they all lead to the 15th fern on the chest obviously the all blacks logo
0: um i mean that is kind of cool i mean aesthetically probably isn't it's a bit fair to say it's a bit like soft yeah i, I, I definitely it's, think it's yeah. a bit soft
1: and a bit flowery for flowery,
0: yeah, a rugby yeah.
1: team and a silver fern but yeah i mean the idea is cool it's done by um can't remember his name off the top of my head um yeah but french french streetwear or well, french street artist um mm-hmm. i'll find his name quickly
0: but it has got it here um this is great audio for podcasting <laughs> fay the wolf uh, what's Faye that the
1: wolf yeah i knew it was a random yeah. name but that's what the guy calls himself um, an em- emerging Parisian-based street style designer. Yeah, people whinging about it being a French designer and not a Kiwi designer, but um, I think they've done this the last couple World Cups now. In 2019, the All Black jersey was done by Y um, Three, Japanese-based designer. Um, okay. And you know, World Cup was held in Japan. This year's World Cup held in France, so they're trying to get combine the cultures of of the All Blacks and then the country they're playing in.
0: It's a cool little tie-in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that, yeah. That's something I can draw the bow to, which um, I think might have gone amiss when people were just outraged that it was a French designer.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> it's not a hard connection to make, though. Yep. Um, and we'll do a full review of our 2023 Rugby World Cup jerseys in a month or so, a week out from the competition. But, um, yeah, there's been some shockers already with the all-black one and the... The Irish home jersey, and then some very popular ones. Um, I know people are fans of the Argentina away jersey, and then actually quite like Portugal as well.
0: So uh, South African away is pretty cool. I'm not I gonna lie. I do like that one. Yes. Just quickly skimming through that link, but <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave that for another time. There's a little little sizzle uh heading back over to the us so this was uh, early july also cleveland monsters brand refresh the Cleveland Monsters officially introduced new marks and colors today in the team's most significant visual evolution in its 16 year history, inspired by Lake Erie lore, Cleveland's rich hockey history, and the franchise's bold and fierce namesake. The official launch of the next chapter of Monsters Hockey is the culmination of a multi year process led entirely by an international team of brand managers and graphic designers from Rock Entertainment Group. Designed to reflect the Monsters' unique brand positioning in Cleveland and the American Hockey League, the new logo set. its simplified palette clearly defines monsters colors as black blue and gold the word mark features a new typeface with nautical inspiration also featured in the primary logo and containing the tailed m they stole my font your
1: font i used that on a laser tag team last year oh yeah Nice font though. um the logo the the like secondary mark the the head swimming in the water, um, very much evolution from their previous logo. yeah, yeah, um, which was just a more detailed version, basically. Mm. Um, the M I really like that um, strong lines and um, that sort of real strong badge look, um, good for yeah. hats and stuff like that the the sort of primary circle i think it's probably missing something missing a an outline or two in the center
0: mm some some sort of symbols or little you know little shapes or some stars or diamonds on the the opposite sides i guess the east and west side or the left and right side just to yeah. fill in that space a little bit i think you're right it's it is missing something i actually think i like the secondary logo more i know you said yeah. it's an evolution of the original one but um Yeah, I think there's just a little bit more personality to it, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that secondary one and then the the M is the way to go.
0: Uh, Let's head to the Northern Hemisphere. What's happening out of Manchester United and Arsenal?
1: Yes, well, again, a lot of social media reaction on these two, but... um, yeah, United and Arsenal have released their away kits. Um, Arsenal's fluoro yellow with some black wavy lines going everywhere. Some dots that make it look like a training bib almost. Um, yeah, they're like the see-through mesh kind of thing. Which I've had two or three people now ask me, "Is that what it is?" Including it is, me. It, <laughs> yep, it <laughs> is um, sublimated dots. So um, then you've got the blue trim. The blue mono logos uh, and Adidas not under the the stripes anymore, of course.
0: And such a great move by Adidas. I think that, what that's been around maybe twelve months now. Coming, yeah. Coming, I think the first time yeah. they sort of did it was the
1: FIFA World Cup in December. Um, yeah. yeah, I know the All Blacks have it now as well. So I just
0: think it's so much bolder, It's like, cleaner. Eh? Yeah. The the what is it? Is it letting the letting. The lead, letting on the, the between the text and the logo, it always bugged me, you know, not enough space. But the fact that they've just, you know, completely got it, got rid of it, just so much better. Yeah. Um, um,
1: this kit's taken some some shit, but <laughs> I think we both like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do like it. Uh, at first, I was like, "What is going on here?" Um, but after you know, taking a few moments to kind of take it all in. I actually, really dig it. I dig the color. Yeah. Uh, I actually really dig the the blue and green contrast. What is it? my my wife always says blue and blue and green should never be seen without a color in between. And I debate that regularly, um and in this instance as well, I think it works. Um I know we've talked time and time again just about you know the opportunity that they have over there to change their badge color to match the uniform as well rather than yep. sticking with a a red badge um yeah so the neckline's pretty cool pretty simple i don't like that the black adidas stripes along the shoulders contrast <laughs> with the design but you're gonna hear me you know rant about that anytime i get it where yeah. we uh, we receive an adidas garment it's
1: actually interesting the first time i saw it on field the um the the sleeve sub was different on on a few of the jerseys so yeah, okay. some of the times the black lines kind of went parallel to one of the curved lines and it made it look like it was two yellow stripes not three black stripes
0: oh yeah okay yeah. yep yep so uh, um,
1: yeah. yeah i don't know I, I can't see why the sub pattern would be different knowing how they get printed
0: yep um, and an expert of the uniform guidelines for the European Premier League. Are we currently in a state where the back can be different to the front or not be all clear? Because the design does wrap around the bottom half of the back yes, on this I,
1: one. I think we're in the the numbers must sit on <laughs> uh clear space era yeah. Uh it changes every two years, it feels like. So yeah. I don't know, but Yes, I think this kit will grow on people. Um, certainly has on me since I saw the links, and um, yeah, probably be one I'm looking at getting. Mm-hmm. And then one that's probably even more divisive the Manchester United away <laughs> kit. Um, God. <laughs> forest green base with uh, white stripes and then a red little pinstripe down down those white stripes, big white collar of white cuffs on the end of the sleeves, and then the long-sleeve version looks even more (laughs) interesting (laughs) with the three stripes plus the extra stripes down the sleeves. (laughs) Um, But the green and red apparently relate to sort of Manchester history architecture with the red brick houses and then green window trimmings. Um, Stripes obviously... In the '90s and coming back now on casual wear, you see Palestine's mm. full of vertical stripe clothing.
0: Um, they need to stop trying to make that work. That's, yes, that's, I agree. It's
1: that, that streetwear stuff. Palestine's need to stop
0: it. <laughs> '90s ugly stripes are not in. They're not coming back. They never will be in again. It's, it's just stop trying to force it. It's yeah. not happening.
1: No, I'm not having it. Same with the like oversized flowy linen shirts with like four buttons on them. Just do your buttons
0: up, man. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, I reckon that I can get on board. <laughs> Show a bit of chest hair. He's got it. Uh,
1: oh shit, I've moved my desk.
0: Uh, You're you right? Is it an earthquake?
1: New first uh, first pod in the new room, guys. So I'm getting used to my new surroundings. Yes,
0: Um, hopefully that echo isn't coming through. (laughs) Uh, Um, And
1: then, yeah, Man United, their their first ever away kit as well was green and white stripes, um, and then the last time they had the stripes was 1994, I think. Um, So a good 30 years since they had a striped away kit.
0: I don't like this. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know I, what? <laughs> i I don't mind the green color, actually. I think the green color is nice, but you know I guess at the end of the day, it's not for me, so it doesn't really matter, but oh, yeah, I don't like it. Yes, when I saw the
1: leaks, I absolutely couldn't stand it, hated it. When um, was it leaked? Oh, months ago. Yeah, okay. Um, I am ashamed to say that no, I think it has grown no, on me in the no, day that it's been no, released.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Who am I doing a podcast with? I swear to God. Uh,
1: I agree it's not the best, but I don't know. I, do do. You, I, really, I really like the base color green. It's nice.
0: It is a nice um, color green. Yeah, I will give you that. It is a nice color green. I don't know.
1: And the is it- stripes are slowly growing on me. <laughs>
0: Nah, nah. <laughs> um is Did it I lose my designer
1: license it, for that?
0: Yeah, I think you've lost a few demerit points, that's for sure. <laughs> um is it isn't isn't there like British racing green? Is that the same type of colour? Yeah, similar green. That like mm. Aston Martin kind of colour. Hmm, yeah. Yep. Uh anyway, that's what design is all about, right? It's all about different tastes, different opinions. Different target markets, I won't be buying one. <laughs> and usually,
1: um, designers like the ugliest shit.
0: Sometimes. To the,
1: to the, uh, to the average punter, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Is it three green stripes on the sleeves? Yes, it must no. be. No, it's white. <sighs> like the added stripes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, no, the three white stripes. There's four. No, there just isn't.
0: Uh, I I see what I'm. I, it's, I see the optical illusion. I've put myself in here. The hole I've dug. It's, it's kind of like the banding of the. <laughs> 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 uh, let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs>
1: He's guessing. Yeah, and uh, on their way, you can easily tell it's like the three white. But um, I like what Adidas is doing at the moment anyway with the stripes. It's all woven in now. Um, and then on the sort of edging of the Arsenal black stripes and then the United stripes is a little thin pinstripe. So mm-hmm. the Arsenal one has a blue pinstripe and then this United one has a red pinstripe. So,
0: yeah, okay. Um,
1: it's an, it is a nice finish to the shirt. Um, whether the designs on the shirts are great
0: this year or not sure sure uh just doing a quick detour back over to the u.s before we come back onto home soil uh if you're following the nfl and the updates i think that happened was it towards the end of last year the announcement that um could go with multiple helmets again which i think is the first time in a very long time multiple teams have started dropping um uh alternate kits or Uh, what what do they call them? Historic Kits. Um, So you you can go check them out. New York Jets, Tennessee Titans are going with an Oilers. um, uh, Design, Minnesota Vikings, Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, Tampa Bay Bucks, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, and Denver Broncos are just some of the ones that I've spotted so far um, that have released new designs, new helmets for those.
1: Oh, I love that Lions color. The powder blue.
0: Oh, yeah. How good yeah. is that? I think the Vikings as well, they've gone with like a really matte um, purple as well, yeah. um, which is yeah, pretty sick too. Uh, my favourite sport, netball. The Australian Diamonds dresses got revealed uh, in mid-July. Uh, it marks the first time. Uh, First Nations artwork has featured on the Diamonds uniform. Yorta Yorta woman Alkina Edwards, uh, whose themes rang true when, uh, whose dreams rang true when designing the Origin Australian Diamonds World Cup dress. The title of the artwork is Ganora, meaning blaze in Yorta Yorta language uh alkina says i really connected with the name of the artwork because i feel it represents the australian diamonds on and off the court as they play fierce like a large ball of fire she said you can view all the artwork and the symbolisms through the links um through, as mentioned up top via the website and uh is, mid just June... click on that sorry oh yeah sorry is yes. it like
1: a is there two dresses a home and away or is the back green
0: no there is a home and away yeah, okay. dress. Yes. Um yeah, a yellow based one and a green based one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there were some photos. It's not on this link here but maybe on the Instagrams. Yeah. Um, mid-June, Commonwealth Games youth uniforms to celebrate 50 days to go until the Trinbago 2023 Commonwealth Youth Games homegrown sports brand. Valor has unveiled the uniform that Australian team members will don at the games. The uniform features a range of competition wear and training gear to be worn throughout the games and includes more than 80 unique apparel items that will be worn by the team. The unity symbol designed by, um... Galamarajin, Larikia, Watermon, and Kara Jari, Saltwater Woman, generally a legacy of the Gold Coast Games reconciliation action plan that represents a team that is unified and greater together. Also features across many of the team uniforms. Um, I love the colours, man. Like I know oh, that we, we talk about it all the time, but.
1: I'm on your side of this debate. They're there, like teal and. Canary yellow, so cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I'm a fan of the black and gold look. That's a nice one. Um, yeah, it's we... actually ink.
0: It's actually ink. ink. Yeah, ink. Yeah, like a dark blue navy. Yep.
1: You got some uh, insight on that one? Or...
0: Uh, no, not too much. That was you know heavily in, in well all all done by um, teammates down in New South Wales. So they're um, yeah the, the start of the youth games partnership there um
1: and is the the color on the sort of wet weather jacket the same teal as on the tees and stuff
0: wet weather jacket i'm looking at like a gif here that's scrolling through the yes it's like it's like a hood yeah it is a jacket hoodie yeah full zip hoodie yeah yeah um yeah i think that is yes, that is the same color. I think it's probably the photos have just um, photo collars just yeah, adjusted them a little bit, but yeah, it is the same color. I'm almost yeah. certain of it. Yeah,
1: that'll be a nice look. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, you know, a you bit of you know, gold heat sealing on the ink there, which you know, sits really well. Um, and then they you know, they've kind of got that adopted you know training formal kind of kit and then the what we're seeing across all of those as trained representative teams these days is the canary yellow and the the more you know teal teal green or what do we call is it teal green wattle green not quite wattle is it but yeah um yeah can't wait actually to see that gear on on uh, center stage
1: for sure i really uh, like the um that font that the sort of commonwealth teams are going with with the cutout letters too like bold bold letters nice curves to it um and then yep. the cutouts um, yeah something i've played around a little bit with since seeing that so really cool mm-hmm.
0: yeah a bit of uh weeding involved in some of the heat sealing for those but <laughs> yeah it uh it is a good finish we don't and... work in
1: the factory anymore so <laughs>
0: And just recently dropped, actually, so probably, you know, a little a few days out one, once this goes live. But on Tuesday, 25th of July, in the headquarters of the organising committee, president of Paris 2024, Tony Estanguet, along with torch designer Matthew Lahaner and production partner whew, Arcella Mattel, presented the torch that will be carried by 11,000 people uh, during the torch relay that will begin with the first steps of the Olympic torch relay in France on 8 May 2024. The Paris 2024 Olympic and Paralympic torch facts and figures include it is 70 centimeters high, diameter of 3.5 centimeters uh, at its minimum, maximum 10 centimeters, weight of 1.5 kilograms. The color, the color, Nicholas, champagne, M- material, don't even get me to say that, steel from recycled and renewable. Able renewable sources, um, and it uses a biopropane fuel. There will be 2,000 of them produced. What is your professional opinion, sculpturer, on the Paris 24 Olympic torch?
1: 2,000 torches, Jesus, that's a lot of torches. Um, it looks like the RPG that just got into shot into the Parisian police uh, <laughs> station a couple of weeks ago okay right, you can cut that out if you want <laughs> how do you get an rpg though in the middle of a riot in paris like who just has know. an rpg
0: i don't know and i'm not doing any <laughs> editing so whatever you say is saying in... <laughs> just noted uh
1: serious question though like how do you just come across an rpg to shoot into a police station
0: mm, i don't know We live in a simulation, and you just you do some Fortnite shit, and it just pops up in your hands. No,
1: that's a good uh, possible conclusion to my question.
0: Hit hit uh, Y on your control pad to change the weapon. Cheat code, yeah. Just new one comes out. Oh yeah, left round, uh, left down, right up, left right down, right up, A B A B, (laughs) something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Anyway, Um, yeah, I don't know. It's (laughs) it's a torch. Uh <laughs> some people will run with it and then we'll watch the Olympics. Um mm. and yeah. It's very parry
0: why... though, don't you think? Very parry. Oh
1: champagne. <laughs> 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 I All don't right. know. I know you get very excited about this, but I love
0: this stuff, mate. I know
1: you do. I, I can't say I'm a torch connoisseur of the Olympics. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what any of them looked like in the past.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I know it's a big thing, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Depends who you're talking to. (laughs) It's it's art, man. It's all relative. Do you
1: have Uh, any recommendations for Olympic stuff in Greece? Where do I go? What's the good stuff to do?
0: Oh, you could go... Since it's the
1: home of the Olympics.
0: You could go to the original... you go to Olympia, the original... um, Uh, home of the ancient olympics i did i I ran the track there i walked around the ruins um you can go to uh i don't know what year it is but the one of the first modern olympic um, yeah because
1: they had the first modern one eh?
0: yeah i'm I'm pretty sure first modern one i didn't go to the 2000 Two thousand four, two thousand and four. One, yeah, I didn't go to any of those places, but I, I mean, I highly recommend if you can go to the yeah ancient Olympia. Olympic site. Um, yeah, you just catch a bus, and I think it it might be like an hour and twenty. Well, d- well depending on where you are, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I found it actually fascinating. We had a bit of a guide, and you know, you're in a party of twenty, and they kind of walk around and they say, "This is where they did this, and this is where they did that, and oh, you know, they found." you know, doing excavations or something, they found this. And, you know, when we were doing a tour five years ago, someone actually dug up this or whatever. But um, one of the most interesting facts that I, that I picked up was the in the ancient Olympics, the running, it was like you were doing laps, like, like yeah. swimming, I guess. It, it, what, there was no round thing. It was just you ran, you ran that way, you, you hit the line and you come back the other way. <laughs> um and there were a lot more like horse I can't remember the actual sports but there were a lot more horse related
1: yeah
0: um events uh I, I'm not gonna say jousting because I don't think it was jousting but you know like sword you know fighting on yep. horse and those type of things uh yeah I had a great time I, I, I loved it yeah
1: no, I'm going going in September. So, the 2004 Olympic Stadium has the a special like rally stage happening in it. Oh, to, okay. Yeah. Um, the WRC is there that weekend, so Haven't going to check that, that out. Wow. Well. Oh yes, definitely on purpose. Uh, but <laughs> following that around for the weekend, get to see the Olympic Stadium, and um, because my laser tag team is called the Spartans. Apparently I'm going to be about half an hour from that like Thermopylae or wherever the 300 movie was. Oh, true. Yeah, So I'm going to see the actual battle site um, and get some Spartans inspiration for (laughs) next year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we definitely went to a few places. Like I'm really, you know, bad at retaining certain information, but like we went to the Pantheon, which I think is like this, it's ancient ruins on the hill and i think it was like a sh- uh, like a show you know like you would go and you'd it'd be seated and and it would be a performance and the backdrop was the the you know looking over the mountains you know yeah. like you're looking out into the mountains which you know was quite phenomenal and i think you kind of go up a bit further up higher up the the walk up the mountain and then there's a massive um temple i don't know what the correct term is but (laughs) yeah um i also i also think back at just going back onto the ancient olympic grounds there was uh yeah there was some sort of shrine or temple there of either zeus or athena and um i just remember it got stolen thieves you know at some point Uh, in history like you know long time ago uh stole the the shrine and it was like how how did they do it because it was quite big
1: Uh, yeah 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 anyway how did they do all that stuff back then? how did they build the pyramids
0: (laughs) 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 maybe people were just bigger back then i don't know massive (laughs) Uh, anyway, back onto the torch. Yeah, I like the torch. Uh, it's weird, it's quirky, it's new, but, you know, that's everything that Paris 2024 seems to be. Like they're yeah. really bucking the trend at the moment of what we've generally expected from an Olympics. Um, yeah, which really, you know, kind of ties into our, our main topic actually, um, which is the brand evolution of... Of Team GB. Uh, so, heading into our main topic for the episode, this was dropped 8th of June or circa 8th of June, leading into the Paris 2024 Olympics. Team GB has introduced a new identity uh, designed by UK based This Away. Uh, It's important to note that the British Olympic Association, who is effectively Team GB, is privately funded, so all income and operating budget must come from fundraising, events and sponsorship. Um, There's a bit of a blurb here from the site. Everyday Extraordinary. With a simple evolution from the brand's existing slogan, Believe in Extraordinary, we've moved it away from an athlete-focused rallying call and into an inclusive and inspirational articulate Uh, articulation rather of the new purpose to bring people together through power of stories steeped in authenticity and emotion. As with many sport brands, color was a point of contention. Obviously red, white and blue is synonymous with great Britain, but it's far from unique with other competing nations, such as France, USA, all using the same colors. We needed to find a way to refresh team GB's color palette in a way that is both flexible and ownable. Uh, And rather than trying to look beyond the traditional colours, we decided to embrace them and push the iconic red, white and blue as far as we could The result is a vibrant, varied colour palette that has the versatility to be restrained and traditional in one breath and bold and contemporary in the next. The core palette is also complemented by the three colours that go hand-in-hand with the Olympic Games, gold, silver and bronze. Um, There's a little bit more there which I might get back to as we're talking around the font and some of the applications and stuff like that, but um, what are your thoughts on this brand uh, evolution
1: yeah, what caught my eye there was just what you said about, you know, having the traditional colours still be a possibility and then in the next step be having that bold, modern look. And that's something GB is quite sort of... this. What interests me about this is GB is GB's known for their sort of royal kind of themes, their lions, their crowns, that very traditional style. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is just... As modern as you can be, eh? Um, crazy angles and colors and designs everywhere. Um, very easy to put into motion. Uh, love the the addition of the sort of cyber pink and blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, again, the like you say, you're going to mention the font, the the sort of motion in that font as well, with the different letter options available. Uh, Very cool. And then then you get down further into the sort of the the more traditional stuff. Um, And you see, you know, the book covers and stuff with the more toned down designs. And they look very traditional as well as having that modern graphic and just the base one color. So
0: this is great. Yeah. I think we've... uh... I don't, I don't even you know want to really label it, but I feel like we've kind of gone post modern again with this design. It's it's very much like taking inspiration from what London twenty twelve did and and yeah, kind of threw things on its head, and it's really you know out there. But you you know I think this does a better job of kind of marrying things together and is a little bit more aesthetically pleasing than what London 2012 was with its grid system but it's very much you know taking inspiration from that i think that that
1: actually something i was going to mention as well and forgot to say but yeah 2012 threw people with with how they came out you know everyone expected again that traditional english look and um we got what we did with <laughs> all those angles and squares and colours and and you're right this um pushes it further um but i think definitely in a more well-rounded way yeah
0: well what, with 202012 i think we came off the back of sydney 2000 you know which was um you know really tying in some of the you know very 90s look and feel but you know tying in the indigenous elements there then we moved into athens which you know tied in with some of that ancient um athens kind of look and you know that the blue tile and everything like that and then we moved to beijing in 08 where it is you know using that traditional kind of style of of you know the local um the historical chinese kind of look there and then you hit 2012 and it's just like whoa what happened like you yeah. know they they really um they really tried to to do something different and out of the ordinary and we're seeing that again now with paris in a different way you know it's really taking you know paris is really taking a um you know their own taste and and spin on it um but uh where was i going with that but i, I yeah as i said i feel like this has just executed a whole lot better and you know has, has had time to probably work out what works and doesn't work as far as you know being busy and not being busy and you know the, the light and dark contrast Um, when we were talking about the font just before, so from the website there, um, in a world of full of heavy condensed sports typography, we wanted to set Team G apart with a far more approachable typeface. Working closely with typographer Lewis McGuffey, we created Team GB Sands, a distinctive and flexible typeface with a classic British influence and a set of stylistic alternates that reflect movement, energy, and diversity um i don't love the text but you know again it's it's probably not that polarizing but it's it's not traditional for what we've seen from a sports you know text sports logo yeah. sports design um element there uh when we were talk when they were mentioning there about you know reflecting movement energy whatever else um in the link there it does kind of give again a, a bit of a moving gif there around all of those different design elements that are thrown in and incorporated and married into the design. Um, And they all tie back into elements or elements of movement or motion or, you know, uh, what's the right word? Descriptions of a lot of the exercises that you need or do in Olympic sports. So they've got flow, they've got style, they've got stamina, they've got impact, flexibility, um, what are some of the other ones popping up here? Speed, Speed yeah, it's instinct, and they all, precision. They all kind of, you know, symbolize it a little bit, right? Um, like yeah, you know, you, you can kind of push, them. yeah, push the boundaries a little bit on some of them there, but all of those design elements can tie in with the words, the descriptive words, or the action words that they're putting there. Um, so I think that's really cool, and the, and the other push um, that they've really done with the whole marketing campaign is celebrating the everyday extraordinary. So, you know, it's the moments, it's those key moments that, you know, get, re- you know, burnt into our brains, uh, you know, as part of the Olympics or Paralympics, you know, it's those, what is it? 12, 11, 10 seconds in a hundred meter sprint. It's, you know, it's the, the one minute going around the, the 400 meter track. Those are, those moments are celebrated worldwide, but you know, most of these people are still everyday humans that, you know, have some sort of full or part-time job that supports, you know, them trying to get to the Olympics. And so, as I mentioned up top, the organisation is um privately funded, so they need to look after all of the, their um revenue themselves. Um, and so, it's actually trying to support these athletes at the times when it's not those key moments. It's not them, you know, winning 400 metre, you know, their their one minute of fame or, you know, day of fame um, and being able to promote all of the hard work and their daily lives for that matter too. So I think it's pretty good, pretty cool the approach that they've gone with to, to make it more than just what we see um, and, you know, being able to come up with collateral for that, I love the volleyball that's on this page as well. Like, can I get one of those balls? It's pretty, um, yeah, that's cool. it's I mean, pretty sick. The, yeah. the
1: towel's cool. The like gift boxes are cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I think, yeah, What on on that as well, what you're saying, like with the, the links back to 2020, this is a real, in my eyes, you can see the evolution from 2012. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2020. But yeah, you can really see the evolution in 2012 with, sort of where they started and where they've ended up now. Yeah, you know, 2012 their GB uniforms really used the Union Jack, but it was using the shapes of it, not mm. sort of like sort of plastering it on a shirt, but you could like cut off and the shapes are used in different ways and stuff. Um, 2016 again that developed on it with um the introduction of sort of the crest as well as the Union Jack on a lot of the uniforms. Uh, you started sort of getting different opacities of colours and and stuff like that. And then 2020 again um used the the Union Jack. You can clearly tell it's elements of the Union Jack, but it's grain fades and in different shapes and it's not saying it's the Union Jack, but obviously yep. it clearly is. And again, you know, this this just develops on that again, you know, the elements clearly can be sort of used and and look that Union Jacky style with some of the shapes, but um,
0: it is a push, hero push
1: that next level, eh? Like, like you can see the development over the the last ten years from GB.
0: Yeah, you can. Yeah, absolutely can. And the beauty is they have that iconic design element to being the Union Jack. You know, that's something as Australians we don't. You know, clearly our flag is. Is mm-hmm. an, adop- an adoption of the Union Jack and, and the, the stars in our sky, um, which other countries also adopt. Kiwis have forgotten to put one on theirs, but, you know, it, it's still kind of the same. So, How many
1: points does a cross have?
0: Huh? <laughs> Five. <laughs> our cross I think does. find
1: most of the people agree with me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so so they do have this iconic design element that they can, you know, pop on their jerseys and, and muck around and play with in different ways. Like you said, the different transparency levels, the different hues, the different gradients, and now with these examples here, the different design patterns. Like, yep. um, you know, it, it's such a, for good or for bad, it's such a powerful, recognisable image, I think, Um And so you can just you know do multiple applications and still recognize it, and I think that's the beauty of um, a design or an icon like this. So it's amazing even just to think that the Union Jack is as old as it is, but still as um, old as and
1: traditional. But you can do this with it.
0: Yeah, and I guess you know they were really onto something. You know, designs were so simple back then. So, you know, it is it is a simple but powerful image that's that stood the test of time and can be continued to be adopted to in so many different ways. Um, you know, I'm sure there's something. You know, listeners are probably screaming at me at the moment that there is some iconic Australian thing that could be usable. I'm thinking maybe like kangaroo or the coat of arms, but man, the coat of arms are busy. But yeah. Um I think it's more the colors for us than anything else isn't yeah, it Yeah
1: definitely that the green and gold I think the kangaroo is kind of a bit literal I yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I think um like like talking about before with New Zealand the the fern on the All Black jersey maybe not the best execution on this one but we've had some great ones in the past where the fern's been used well and
0: Yeah again um, and I I think I,
1: that's I con- how iconic so 100- yeah
0: 100% and you you guys definitely missed an opportunity there by just having a straight up black flag with a a white or silver fern on it when you guys were going through your referendum. I don't I honestly don't know what you were thinking, but you know, I'm not kiwi, so whatever. There was uh, a few reasons. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there was. Let's get into that <laughs> enough. Haven't we done a flags episode? We have. <laughs> yeah, Let's just say pirates and uh, terrorist groups. Oh, th- there are plenty of flags that have black in them, and it's not a problem. <laughs> you know, own it, I think. God damn it.
1: Don't I think be- it's black with the white symbol in it. It's probably a bit on the nose, but.
0: No, um, I disagree. I don't, like, just, well, it's these stories that are just, Impregnated into conversation that just grow and grow and grow. Just if you own it, it uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> I that, suppose that's true. <laughs> take ownership of it. Um, yeah. It's like, what's the difference? What's the difference to going to an all blacks match or any New Zealand match for that matter, and having a black flag with a white silver fern on it, as patriotic as ever. Yeah, yeah. But then oh, you, you're not going to put you you're not going to you're not going to put it above your your, um, your parliament. You're not you're not going to wear that when you go to the Olympics. Doesn't it doesn't make sense to me? It's it's the most iconic image. It represents New Zealand. I, I don't know. Too scared. Own it. Too That's scared. what I say. Well, That's I did.
1: What... I did vote for the flag change, so I agreed with you.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm sorry to any Australian patri- patriotic people out here, but the moment that there's any opportunity to change the Australian flag, guess what? I'm voting yes too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, golden wattle out.
0: That's a great flag, hundred um, percent, and an iconic, iconic image that you could do things like this too. Off with, yeah, you, got you got could adopt it and... too. Yeah, not and would not be confused in you know lined up with any other flag either. No,
1: completely different. Just mm. a quick quirk on just I'm worked what up we're now. talking about <laughs> symbols and rugby jerseys and team GBs. Um. The rugby world cup you have to have your country's organization coat of arms or logo the official logo on the jersey in the chest spot so you'll, you won't see the wallabies logo on the wallabies jersey in the normal spot the the left for chest a, for a world cup for the world cup yeah um you'll see that on the on the left sleeve usually Uh-huh. um but because the All Blacks and New Zealand rugby love their brand so much, they made the official NZ Rugby logo just the third, so they can use it. Get Whereas out. a lot of other teams have to change their logos for the World Cup. Um, South, <laughs> South Africa is another one. So um, Sit down, other countries.
0: I tell you what, yeah, you guys, you guys, you got you got a few things right. You got a few yeah, things going stuff, your way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, other what stuff. Mm, <sighs> You guys created zero, which you know is just. Uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic now, but there's there's a few good things coming out of New Zealand, but we your flag too bad. Your flag is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to mention on Team GB before we move on?
1: Uh, yeah, my jersey doesn't fit, even though it's a large. So please sort out your sizing. Okay, supplier. Yes, Adidas. Poor.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, it's our favourite segment. It's uh, hey guys, ch- check out hey ch- ch- check out hey check out this design. Uh, oh, and I'm so happy. You Thanks. have um, you have shared this one with us this week.
1: Oh yes, uh, check out this design. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot what I put. Oh yeah, FC Den Bosch. Uh, some netherlands football team i assume Mm. um check out this football kit um so it's a white base with a nice navy and orange sort of trimmed collar um and then it's made by roby fuck bloody cookies and shit in my way sorry again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they've got uh some real nice like What's that like art on a plate? The real like soft watermark painting yeah, style. Old school um,
0: illustration style.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Of like landscapes from the city and people having a, having a fence and like fencing, <laughs> not building a fence. Um, yes. Some ribbons there with text on it. And um, oh, I think the
0: art's great on that. I we'll we'll love- get an
1: image up for people to see this.
0: I love this. This is so good. Uh yeah, let's let's kind of break this down a little bit. So the orange trim is on the it's a sleeve cuff and it's a neckline on the neckline itself you've kind of got this triangular um panel where the neck meets with some numbering on it. If I could read Dutch, I could probably tell you what that is there, but uh is the number different for every person? No, the number's the same. Well, according to these photos anyway. Um yeah, the 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 sponsor is orange as well. Now do we know if that sponsor is actually you know orange or not or if it's a tied in with the design? If not, a lot that's... of
1: football clubs do get away with stuff like that, but um no, this one, D Ryzen or whatever, is actually orange. Well the yeah, D okay. is blue, but the um mm. the rest of it's orange. So not
0: on this designer's watch, it's not. Yeah. Um and then it's kind of like you've got this dark ink navy type color um that they've used on some of the shorts and then also an orange version as well um as you said that that kind of ink i feel like when we had um when we had sean cast a line on i feel like he spoke about it a little bit too with one of the afl guernseys
1: yeah yeah he mentioned that we posted it up um yeah it wasn't his team his team was the amsterdam flag
0: Yes, that's um, right. Yeah,
1: But yeah, that was another good one. And then there's also an Italian football team. I had the link there, but it's gone mysteriously missing, Mason.
0: Oh, sorry, mate. What's mate? done? Hold on. Um, please hold.
1: Control Z a few times. That's it. Is but, that the one? Yeah, this was another sort of similar one, um, this time in purple and white. Uh, Boreale ASD, if you want to search that up. Um, people who want to have a look and yeah similar like old school not victorian art but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that sort of
0: bit of bit of controversial kind of painting on that one (laughs) don't you think it's a bit of wartime
1: a a lot of punching happening punchings yeah with swords yeah punching with swords (laughs) punching with shields some horses have fallen over (laughs)
0: yeah yeah uh that's that's an interesting one um the trims a bit the trims a bit much on that don't you reckon yeah
1: yeah i think so some some of these can go a bit far i think like uh on the den bosch one i don't think they need the cyan side panels um Mm, i get rid of that just have that white um but for these smaller clubs that get sort of bespoke jerseys like this um yeah super cool
0: yeah all right, we'll try and, you know, all of the links will be included at the field of uh, at the design.com. Um, we will endeavor to get some posts up. Uh, have we missed anything in the past six, seven, Many eight times. weeks? I'm sure we have. If there's anything worthy of mentioning, please let us know. Uh, if you agree or disagree with our thoughts on Team GB, the dog pound, or any other items we have, mentioned in today's podcast please let us know you can do that via email field of design podcast at gmail.com or message comment or tag us through our instagram at field of design podcast uh, do we put no up way-
1: a poll on the united kit yeah how many people disagree with me is it going to be 100 what percent? what is the bet over or under 92 percent? why 92 i don't know because that's what i thought of <laughs> okay
0: uh I'll- Think more people, uh, so more people will dislike it. So whatever you're alluding to there, ninety-two percent will so dis- uh, at least ninety-two percent will disagree with you that okay. it is a good kit. Groovy.
1: Put that post up, and we'll find out. I yeah. hasten to uh, agree. I think you'll be right, but as we've said before, we're right <laughs> <laughs>
0: most of the time. Most. Of the- uh, we did actually get some messages. As mentioned, we got a fair few messages actually from people just reaching out, say, hey, checking in. So thank you, everyone, for doing that. Um, on the design front, though, um, we did get a few tags from our uh, uh, our listener and guest, Sean Casterline. Um, he has sent through Volden, Volendam FC and Roby Made in a Way covered Away kit covered in eels. It's a tourist trap where people eat a lot of herring and eels on bread. Apparently, um, which is a pretty <laughs> cool design there. Also, um, yeah, it's kind of like it's an illustration. It's got that hand-drawn kind of effect. To you know, what is it called? Yeah. Like um, where you're using an ink, an it's ink viro like sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. This uh, uh, this Roby man,
1: whoever they are. The designers at Roby, I
0: feel like they did one of the Jap- Japanese club ones that we spoke about a little yeah, while ago yeah. too. It Was the one with the dragon in it? I think Might so. have been. Mm. Yeah, they are,
1: smashing it. Uh,
0: so that's a pretty, um, yeah, pretty effective kit too. Um, and he also mentioned, um, there's another one here. What are we talking about? Uh, Chelsea. I think uh, one of the Chelsea yeah, shirts. Yeah, Chelsea. Additional gold detail, including an iridescent crest, highlights the prestige and glamour of the famous King's Road in the 90s. Shimmering in gold, the lion roars on the shirt, symbolic of Chelsea's prestige and history. Gents, we have a nomination.
1: Yes, I think he was suggesting that that was some marketing BS.
0: Uh, (laughs) Go figure. Um, And, yes, we also had a few um, tags from Jersey Tragic. Thank you, mate, um, directing us to some of those US sport updates as well, Dog Pound and so on and so forth. Yes. Uh, That pretty much wraps us up, I think. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a review and some stars.
1: Yeah, some awesome. stars, but I have two things to say.
0: Oh, yes, okay. Um, Sean,
1: hit me up. I'm in Manchester on like the 6th of September, so that tour of the uh, Classic Football Kits Museum. Um, I'll chase you off about that one. And yeah. do you remember Kits' Banoffee Tim Tam?
0: I do, yes.
1: Yes, he promised the prize pack. Yes. It has been delivered. Oh. We sent it out. Oh. It's been done. <laughs> He's done it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Craig, can you put it uh, in an applause uh, soundtrack over the top of that? Thank you, mate. That only took what about uh,
1: fifty-two episodes, uh, season
0: <laughs> <since laughs> and a half. The the infamous Bonoffi Tim Tam. So yeah, uh,
1: good on your kit, well done, mate. Um, <laughs> I know the uh, prize winner was happy, so um, we'll hope to see you back soon, mate. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully the three of us will get together. Um, so two stars. Is that what you were suggesting as well? well
1: yeah. Stars? Since it's the first one back, probably a bit rusty.
0: Yeah. But actually we'll give two. us five because I think someone has given us two before and I think they were just doing as we suggested, which I don't know whether that actually works oh. out well or not. But anyway, we say two. but
1: Two I'm times kidding. two and a half.
0: Yes. Yes, that works. Um, thank you, mate. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no worries. Thanks, thanks for wasting a good, what are we up to? An hour and forty, hour and fifty, somewhere around there, I think. Um Until <laughs> including, a half hours in real time. In, in, yeah, in real time. <laughs> um yeah, and thank you also for those yeah, listening and again reaching out to us. Uh, really hoping that we can get back into a, a rhythm of it um there's obviously a lot that goes on behind the scenes to get this done so uh, yeah we may be back next week or we you know we may be back in another fortnight we'll see how we go but you know we'll endeavor to get something done
1: <laughs> yes i will definitely be out the next 2 weeks so okay um, i'll keep you updated on who i'm shooting and what lasers are hitting what people
0: maybe i'll just um log on hit the record button and ramble about the New Zealand flag for 40 minutes and post that up.
1: Would allow you to blow off some steam. <laughs>
0: Good. Good.
1: Anyway, let's do it. Good stuff.
0: Bye. Catch
1: you later. I think I'm getting a lot of feedback on like echo on this by the way the wavelengths are going
0: a lot of feedback your designs are shit
1: pick up your game it was better when kit did it is
0: that the type of feedback pretty much